0: Greetings, folks, and welcome to The Small Business Show, episode number 24, at businessshow.co. Here in Durham, New Hampshire, as usual, I'm Dave Hamilton. And I'm Shannon Jean, coming to you from Concord, California. How's Concord I
1: today, it. Shannon? It's good. We just had a great lunch uh, here with my uh, banking buddy, uh, Paul Knowlton, and uh, we just came back from the brewery, although we did not partake in any brews.
2: Uh, we had some good food, so it was real nice. And, uh, and welcome to the show, Paul. How are you doing? Thanks. I'm doing really well. You didn't mention that we did have an earthquake last night, too. Yeah, I heard about that on the way in, but I did not feel it. Did you feel it? It was one of I felt like my cat. I woke up and then I felt it.
1: It
0: was strange. (laughs) So you don't have that fun stuff uh, in uh, New Hampshire, Dave. Not with the frequency or fear that that I I think (laughs) exists out in California. Well, there is the right there. I mean, fear is the right word. At some point, someday, the big one's going to come. Right. Um, I, I, I,
1: yeah, I guess normally they're kind of fun. I mean, you know, you just kind of roll with it and, you know, uh, but, but yeah, I guess someday the, the big one.
0: We we had, we had one. I mean, I, you know, I remember just a couple of years ago we had one and, and it was, you know, everything kind of shook and I've, I've maybe experienced 10 of them in my lifetime. Uh, out here in the in the northeast and i don't i don't i i don't think i would have known it was an earthquake had i not been on the phone with my dad who's about uh maybe 10 miles away and we're we were both talking to each other and then i i like heard something rumble upstairs like somebody had dropped something or whatever and my dad's like god that was weird i think something just dropped upstairs (laughs) wait wait a minute I think I think this yeah. is bigger than either one of us believes. Yeah.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. yeah we don't we don't get the snow uh <laughs> like you guys had last year but uh, <laughs> <laughs> This is true. This yes, is true. Yes, I yeah, saw was, I saw the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's nuts. So uh as I said Paul is joining us today. Um, you know Paul is uh, one of our business bankers. Um great guy. I've known him for a long time, has really helped us. And we thought our listeners would really enjoy hearing uh, some feedback from the banking side of the equation and uh, just talking a little bit. And, uh, you know, Paul, why don't we get started? You know, just a brief rundown, kind of how you got started in, you know, and uh, have you always been working with small businesses, that kind of thing?
2: Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, Yeah, primarily I came out of high school and got on a bank scholarship. Hmm. So um, I was kind of, didn't know what I wanted to do, but this provided an answer to that. So um, I have primarily been in, we'll call it small business banking, which varies between banks, but primarily companies 20 million and below in revenue, down to very small amounts. Um, Kind of the community banking department of banks, if you will. So most of our clients are closely held, maybe one, few owners um so we're very accustomed to working with those type of clients that really you know live their business and um you know generate their livelihood from the success of the company and their ability to grow and such so i think as we were talking at lunch too i've always enjoyed this segment because i can form a relationship with my clients and um people will make decisions based upon their confidence in me rather than an eighth of a point, for example. Sure. So it's not a pure price sell and a good banker in this segment can really help a small business grow.
1: Yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I think that, uh, and one of the things we, you know, we went over at lunch was, the as a small business or somebody getting started, you you know you're always thinking, okay, the bank, I, I need the bank because I need some money. You know, I want to get you know, and, and I think uh, over the course of the next you know thirty minutes or so, we'll we'll kind of add to that, uh, you know, layer upon layer. Um, so uh, along that line of uh, thought, so what roles other than hey, I'm a guy that can get you some money, <laughs> does the Picker. do do you? play with, you know, with, with a business? Of, right. You know, what what, what kind of things do you bring to
2: the table? Yeah, and that, you know, the credit is often the first domino to kind of a relationship that uh, we want to form with our clients. And, you know, besides just the extension of credit, it's really the lifeblood of businesses working capital. So for our ability to provide products and solutions that can help a small business collect their money faster, keep it in their accounts longer, basically keep that working capital lifeblood within the company there's a variety of ways to do that that include deposit products payment products things that you don't think of from a, from the lender but then outside of just the suite of business products there's that we want to ideally be advisors or consultants to our clients um, particularly smaller businesses when they grow their their credit needs will increase the financial reporting is going to increase the type of information that we're going to be looking at um, what worked before for a small business owner in terms of how he gauged business was going, what reports he looked at to to determine how they were doing. A lot of times, you need to start bringing in some more accounting assistants or a CFO and sure. such. My job is to go out and network in the community, so you'll get a call from me and you'll say, "Well, I've got a banker already." And going, terrific! I just want to learn about your business because I'm out in the market. I know accountants, lawyers. Um, financial planners, different people that I can help bring in as a resource too. So sure. Ideally that kind of consultive uh, consultative situation is what you would be looking for. Yeah, I would think should, in a, yeah. as a small business.
1: Yeah. And, and we've talked about that before, Dave, uh, kind of building a, you know, a a board of advisors, if you will. I mean, you know, you don't have a board of directors, your private company, but you need to surround yourself with people that are going to be able to give you good feedback. Yeah. Uh, Whether, yeah, whether they're providing services for you or not, um, you, you know, insurance person, banking person, that kind of stuff. And, and like you mentioned, Paul, oftentimes your banker connects those kinds of people, especially if you're getting started can introduce you to a good accountant Uh, All those kinds of things. You mentioned something to me at lunch that I thought was was uh, powerful, too, is that. Your banker is really, your advocate with the bank, you know, they're on the one side, they're trying to get your business and, you know, they're selling you on the hey, this is the bank you should come talk to. And this is the things we can offer. But then behind the scenes, which I think uh, maybe is not often thought of, is the bank is. Your proponent with the credit department, the merchant yeah, services department. Right?
2: Yeah, and that's yeah. where I think, you know what, as you look at your relationship or your listeners look at the relationship mm-hmm. they have with their bank, if it's simply a matter of I send in my statements quarterly or annually and I get my line renewed, it's like that's kind of the base level of a banking relationship. Um, the ability to come in and advise and, again, help manage the growth and establish goals you know financial goals targets um that type of thing so and i'm kind of curious too as you know i'm part of my job and all bankers job generally is you kind of eat what you bring in mm-hmm. um i go meet businesses either find the sand in the ointment you know why are you not happy with your bank or what's the opportunity for me but when you guys get calls from bankers whether it's a i don't know blanket email mm-hmm. or a specific message what's what's the what's the message or is, what Resonates with you that you would return the call or, or be willing to spend ten minutes with somebody.
0: I it, yeah, that's a good question. I yeah. um I if someone is looking to simply sell me a product, mm-hmm. um, unless I, I I mean if if it so happens that I am in you know actually in the market for it, well, I might call them back. But otherwise, yeah, probably not. But if I get this thing, like hey. Uh, you know, my name's Paul. I work, you know, in such and such a capacity at this particular institution or whatever it is. And I would love to find out what your business is about. I work with other small businesses in the area. Right. If it sounds like this person is trying to develop a relationship, uh, that phone call I'll return because I know as a business owner, it's a good idea for me to have a relationship with at least one bank, and probably with several, if I can, in different capacities, because invariably, you know, things change, and and you got to have something still going when you when there is something I need. It's much better if I call you and we already know each other versus I call you and I'm like, hey, I'm Dave, and I'd love to develop a relationship, <laughs> but before we do, I need this one thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. usually involving money. <laughs> yeah, I need a lot of money, and then we should really get to know each other because I think that'd be good for us, right? I mean, it's 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 sort of the same thing, right? I, it, I, I do the same thing and reach out, but but I, you know, it's that relationship thing. If if someone's looking to do that and not necessarily looking to sell me something
2: right away, that's a really good thing. Yeah, you know, and Shannon, as we talked at to lunch too, it's that it's exactly that. If the individual showing an interest in your business, yep. you know, more more than just asking what size of line of credit you have or what size building you're going to buy, but what do you do? Right? How do you? What widget do you make? How do you gauge how your progress is? What keeps you up at night? Those kind of things. Then you've got a banker who's interested, and to your point, becomes your proponent. Uh, we were talking. You know, we sell at many levels at a bank, so I have to sell you to get the appointment. We get the package. I understand the business and the request. I now need to sell the credit department, and again, be your proponent within the bank to access the right products and services. So, again, from a from a viewer's point of view, if if the relationship with the bank is I go into the branch, and I see the guy, and and he gives me documents to sign, and then I see him a year from now. There's really a lot more potential. And, and to your point, again, of yeah. this uh, team of advisors, uh, it's something we talk about more than we, and it's not like we sit down around a table with your accountant and your sure. lawyer stuff, but um, it should be a resource you feel you have, and that you can be very transparent with. I mean, if something starts to go sideways or, again, wow, I have this opportunity, I'm not sure how to take advantage of it, if you have a proactive relationship with a banker, that's extremely valuable rather than a, and a reactive one.
1: Yeah. And, and I think uh, and you brought this up uh, where lunch today is, that uh, you know, in Paul's case with Tech Restore, you used our service mm-hmm. and then reached out to me and, you know, had some backstory and a little background. You already knew what we did. Right. And that is you know, it's it's powerful. It's like, hey, I came in, I had a great experience, and da-da-da-da-da. So there was, there was a little bit of you know, versus me just, uh, here's another bank guy. I'm going to, you know, delete this email.
2: Well, and to Dave's point, too, I think you hear that in, in kind of the message. And I, in early in my career, I absolutely called on companies. I had absolutely no idea what they did and was bringing no value to the table sure. and was just yeah. trying to get somebody looking for a product. And, and again, I think that's a probably a large percentage of the calls that you know the business owners receive it's like there's a list there's a name Um, but it's so relatively easy now through you know the internet at least spend some time on the website or go on LinkedIn and try to learn a bit about it, see if there's articles written about the company. Um, yeah, and from a banker point of view, I mean, it's a lot funner to have a, an interest in, in what our clients are doing, like, like TechRestore. Yeah,
1: and, and I think, you know, yes, it's easier, but uh, I think a lot of people really miss that. Mm-hmm. Because most of the calls I get for products and services from different entities, they all, well, I wouldn't say all, but the majority of them base things on price. Yeah. Hey, I can save you some money with your merchant service as well. I've been down that vet road a few times. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's miserable. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I can save you money here. Well, you know, maybe you can save, but the the time of the business owner is really valuable, right? Uh, and you know, I, I think that's that relationship thing is is critical.
2: Well, I think it's it's a valid question too of if you do start a conversation with somebody, whether it's just them learning about your company or you're really considering a move, but ask them for references, you know, it's like, what other businesses have you helped? Because if I'm at a cocktail party and Hey, what do you do? You know, Oh, I'm I'm a banker, but no, I'm really, I'm a consultant. I help my small business clients grow. Mm -hmm. And, um, sure. That involves lending money in many cases, but for the most part, it's like understanding them, giving them advice, stuff that doesn't come back in a product delivery type system. But, um, that's what you really want to look for in a bank. And if, if you don't have that, there. Not every banker is that way, but yeah.
1: And I would say some of the like disappointments I've had with banks is you know you you get guys that uh, pass the beer test, so to speak, that you would go, oh, I'd have a beer with this guy you know, or this person, <laughs> and you know that's a, that's that's a big deal. You know, it says a lot. But you know that person really is the relationship manager, and there's a whole crew of people kind of behind them that you also have to interact with, right. and that's an important thing you know, who's the branch manager at the bank that you're going to be going to? You Mm -hmm. know, how does their online, uh, how their online services work and what happens when you have a problem? Can you get a person or are you calling, you know, halfway around the world, you know, trying to get support? Right. That's very difficult. So all those things I think are really important when you're looking for a bank. And Dave, to your point, you mentioned earlier, getting that banking relationship early is, is really important and very beneficial because you don't want to go to the bank when you need them.
0: No, you, you That's need the worst time. before that. That's right. Correct. So, so Correct. I'm actually curious, Paul, to, to ask that question in the other direction, right? If I'm, you know, Dave, business owner, and I call you, well, how do you receive that call, right? I mean, I, what are you looking for? How do you vet a business and know... I, I mean, I, I I suppose when you're when you're looking at a line of credit kind of thing, there's not a whole lot of gut feeling that goes into this because it's a banking relationship, and there's a there's a math formula that happens,
2: but there's got to be some level of gut feeling that goes into it, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And it, it's um, you'd think we had a five hour lunch all the time we're referencing <laughs> this, but um, uh, we talk too. I mean, even from returning the call, is you know how is that call being received? You know, who answers the phone? How is it? Does it seem professional? Does it seem Um, like they're interested in how they appear to the, to the world. But the other key thing though, is, you know, we do start with basic financial information and the ability for the potential client to produce that is really, really kind of important. You know, if, if I ask for the last three years of taxes and the most recent interim and your accounts receivable aging, and I hear crickets like, wow, I have no idea what, um, mm. will have uh, to it go dig those out of the box. Is that, is that English. English? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's like, you know, having, being able to demonstrate some financial acumen, at least with your financial information for your company and be able to say, sure, I'll shoot that right to you, or I'll put it in Dropbox. And, mm. you know, being able to have some foreknowledge of, you know, what it's going to take to go approach a bank and such. Um, but a key thing, too, is, is, is management and, you know, the feel we have of the company's ability to manage through ups, downs, uh, opportunities, threats, and you get that mainly with time in business. So, you know, we talk about, you know, establishing something when you're starting and it's hard. I mean, banks typically have a two years in business kind of line in the sand. It's like, you got to get past that before we start talking. Yeah. But you can, you know, you have that two years. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say, uh, we may have been asking the same question, Shannon, how do you quantify that two years? I mean, let's say I started this business when I still had a full-time job and, and then you know, uh, eventually I was able to transition and quit my job and quit my day job. And now I'm I'm running my business. But that took 18 months to get there. Right. And now I'm I'm a year past that. So officially, I'm two and a half years in. But really, I'm, you know, maybe nine months in. If, if you look at, well, I've got an LLC that I formed the day I quit my job and right this this other stuff. How much of how do you define that two year kind of line in the
2: sand? Great question. I mean, really, technically, it is that start date because I can always go and show. Here's a Secretary of State filing. Here's the beginning. Yeah. Um, but banks always look backwards when making forward decisions. So we're going to ask for two years of taxes, and if we see, you know, ten thousand dollars of revenue year one, and then six hundred thousand dollars in year two, we're going to have a general idea. Okay, you're probably a year into this. Yeah. Um, banks yeah. often use two year averages when they look at things. Okay, um, and so. Technically, two years in business, opening a checking account, you know, getting that stuff is important, yeah. very important. And then there are certain products you can access. Um, maybe you get a, a little small credit card under the business mm-hmm. name. Just go for a small balance one. Um, equipment financing often has products for less than two years in business, but getting some credit established in the business name as soon as you can is, is key. Um, banks tend to not want to be the leaders or the first ones in. So if they can show that you paid a $10,000 computer lease back over two years, you're going to be able to access yeah. 20 grand with the bank. That, sure. You know, yeah, that um, makes sense.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. And and I think that uh, kind of tying what we talked about last week, Dave, with, you know, delegating and then what you're saying, you know, Paul, about being able to produce, Financials and be able to talk, you know, about the business. If if you're so strapped and that you can't lift your head up from the day-to-day operation to, to sit down with, you know, your banker and who can you know, be an advisor for you and generate reports and those kind of things, well, that's another signal that the bank is not going to really
2: like, I would imagine. No, right? precisely. Yeah. And that's, you know, I've, um, I have clients that, you know, start out, very successfully and, you know, revenue numbers are all relative, but say, for example, they're doing two, $300,000 a year and it's, it's great. They're at 4 million now. And when I sit down and say, okay, what, what do you look at to gauge how you're doing? And I get a spreadsheet with handwritten notes on it and stuff. I'm going, all right, well, it's time for you to get a CFO or get some more accounting help inside, because this is an information that I can dispense to my credit department sure. and build confidence in it. Um, and one quick digression too is as a key thing to small businesses and credit is your personal credit. You're mm-hmm. going to be guaranteeing things for a while. A it lot of down. credit decisioning is based upon the personal credit of the owner. So right. that becomes, a, a that's an asset that isn't valued on a balance sheet or anything. But having your a good, strong credit score is going to be very, very, Useful and valuable to you going down the road. Yeah, yeah, I was
0: gonna, I was gonna ask about personal credit because it, you know typically you say, well, it'd be great if you paid off a you know a computer loan or wh- whatever, right? But that's n- you're never gonna get that in the name of the business. You, you know, you you'll 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 get it perhaps on behalf of the business, but you're guaranteeing that loan and it's your personal credit score. That, that that's the only thing anyone looks at. There's there is no business credit score, or at least sure. not
2: not one that's that's worth showing, you know, a year well, in or two years in or sometimes even five years in. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and and the trick is, and as they say, equipment finances develop some products where it's in the name of the business. So then the business can write that down as a reference. But you're absolutely right. It's being based, it's the decisions based upon. Your credit, and the, so, and the
0: same is true with a with a per, with a business credit card. I mean, I think actually I know that my business yeah. credit cards that I have
2: now are all based on my personal credit score. Absolutely, and that's and it will continue to be that. Even you know the client I'm talking about that's four million in revenue. If you're closely held, we'll just yeah. talk about personal guarantees now. Yeah, Let's do generally, that. if you're private or privately held, closely held, we want the bank and you to be on the same side of the table when it comes to right. a, Duress. You know, if, if things are going bad, we want to be tied with you. Yeah, um, sure. And not and just be You don't the, want me kicking a, a business chapter 11. You want me kicking <laughs> a personal chapter 11 if I'm going to well, walk away. Yeah. yeah, I mean, ultimately, yeah, we want you to, you know, be have some skin yeah, in there, too. Yeah, of course, it um, makes sense. Um, and that's, you know, something that ebbs and flows with credit cycles. But okay. for the most part in my career, which was more decades than I want to talk about is 98% of the time we're getting personal guarantees of people okay. and that's, people yeah. should have that expectation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, and part of it is that we feel that it's one way to see how the business is doing. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you're operating an auto repair shop and you've got a 700 plus score, you own a home, you paid for cars. Well, that's because the business is doing well. Yeah, if you've that's got, right. if you've got issues and your score's got delinquency, it's like, well, that business probably isn't producing what you need, so there, there is a link between you know the, the success of that business and the credit that uh, the the owner is going to have.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you're you're certainly linked, uh, you know, when you're a, a small business and how things are are right. how you're paying your bills at home and you know that kind of thing. I would imagine also how much personal debt you carry is it would impact you know. That well, and that's well. what's
2: interesting too. Is like at a corporate level, I can get financials on a company and i'll have footnotes and i can see how it's doing but um like your company you know you've got personal debt coming in you've got other stuff and it's like your business pays you like compensates you but then i got to go see what that has to pay for so it's called a global cash flow i see and that's what's that's why when i ask for your tax returns i ask for your personal returns too right right? and your personal financial statement because you just you can't just look at a small business by itself really um which, again, is why I like this segment, because um, everybody's in the same pool together. Yeah. And,
1: and I can remember, you know, when we first met, it might have been it was 2008, 2009, but it, but it was right at the, it was a bad time. <laughs> it was a good time. <laughs> it was a bad time. But again, you, you and, you know, your, your team kind of had the, you knew that. So it wasn't like you were sitting down going, well, we expect you to be really, you know, killing it right now. Right. You know, we're just happy you're here. You're <laughs> you're paying your bills on time. You're you know, your your employees are getting paid. You're looking, you know, it's OK. We, we still want to have a relationship with you, you know, even if things aren't going as great. And, and I think uh, you mentioned earlier. The size of that relationship can vary dramatically and, and grow over time dramatically, right?
2: right? Yeah. And that, again, a lot of times that's a transition, not a flip the switch and double your line of credit. Um, And that's why, again, having frequent contact with your banker and kind of, I would want to, you know, sometimes I get people that gripe about, Hey, I need your statements quarterly and say, Oh God. But when I get them, I look at them and, you know, I'll come back and say, it looks like your inventory is kind of slowing down what's going on. And it's, it's not uh, a derogatory thing. It's just, I want to understand and Maybe there's things again I can help. So again, that goes back to you've got a line of credit, you've got checking accounts, you're paying for this. You might as well access it and and, you know use your banker for that kind of help too. Um, And that's you know it's also important to have that expectations, realistic expectations established. As you talk about growing debt and stuff, is um, there's things that we look at. You know, Dave, you pointed out there's there's formulas to what we do. Sure, um, and we can look at doing things in between tax years and stuff if you've got a a great opportunity and need to buy some inventory that type of thing and that's where you want to be able to pick up the phone and again if it's not your banker then someone else that knows your business um and it's a great time to be a borrower um banks have a lot of money to uh lend they've rates are low we're beating each other up out there so it's uh it's still a good time to Like I say, I think I would kind of discern, I'm back to that phone call again Mm -hmm. from a banker, but just kind of discern whether you think this is somebody that's really interested in your company or do they have a widget to sell? Yeah. Um, And that's the key differentiator.
1: Right. You know, you talk about communicating and expectations. and, And I can just remember being so frustrated when I was a much younger business person where I would, you have these great opportunities to buy these you know, I'm in the I'm in the buy sell business and sometimes you, you need a lot of capital to buy and to buy deep and you would get this opportunity that, you know, on a spreadsheet, you just looked look, this is unbelievable. No and, I, and I can remember showing it to the bank. And I'm, no, we're just we're just not interested. And I was like, you guys are so stupid because <laughs> <You know>? um, <laughs> it, it just seemed like for me, there was no risk. I didn't take it personally. When yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah, this was like 20 years ago, you know. And and I think that uh, you know, it gets back to having that longer relationship mm-hmm. to where you you kind of ease yourself into
2: this uh, right this thing, right? And that's you're more where, again, comfortable if you're talking to your banker and you're educating yourself as you go along. I mean, there's multiple sources of funds and there's debt and there's equity, and in some cases it's the place of equity to take that risk. Yeah, you know, other places that's a good thing, but you know, a banker we get we get our four and a half percent return. We got no upside. So that's right. A really high risk opportunity and inventory play that we don't understand that you've done successfully. Most of the time it's like, that's more of an equity play. You know, there's, there's double digit returns available there and that's, that's because it's riskier. Yeah. And you guys don't want to own that inventory. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. Uh, So, you know, we're, we're big fans of of stories on this show and, you know, it's powerful. Uh, Dave and I, talk all the time about it you know give us your favorite one of your favorite stories or whether it's a, a great success or i know i asked you about a horror story but i don't want to put you on the spot so it could be either one you know something that shows the power of the relationship or, or something that was just an utter nightmare and you can change the names of
2: course to protect the, uh, the innocent <laughs> don't use dave or my name <laughs> that, that's what i meant right yeah, yeah. well that um yeah success stories are funner but it is when you see your client you know, no, success stories are sorry. not more fun <laughs> well, when you're, when I you're I listening. Know, or, I, I'll let you go. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get back to the first, right? Yeah. But yet there was a software company. Um, and again, it was a matter of meeting and knowing and understanding what they were doing and be able to grow up with them as they went along. And I also knew they shared with me, and this is something a lot of clients don't do is, you know, the whole life cycle plan. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what I need right now. Here's what I'm focused on. But he had identified a potential client that was going to be interested in him. So, in acquiring whole, the business, yeah. I see. Yeah. You know, so yeah. he had a seven year plan for this, and we were together, five of them, mm. because he sold in the fifth. But knowing that and being able to help him, and also being able to communicate that to our credit departments and stuff, it was like, we're not, we're not going to lose if he doesn't sell. It's a successful business anyway. But sure. our ability to help him get to that point, I thought it was, it was very, satisfying. Yeah. And, awesome. and to see him enjoy his liquidity was, yeah. was great. Um, yeah, the horror stories are that I don't have a pen. I don't get to approve all the deals I want to do. And, and it's, uh, it's always it generally relates to really, again, I'm on this same side of the table as my client and really believing in this inventory purchase, for example, or something. I'm not using your name, yeah. that one. but um, <laughs> it's, it's being unable to deliver what I personally am comfortable with but it's not bank of Paul it's yeah bank of whoever I'm working for sure um and so delivering bad news is always a drag and and it, a lot of times it's been again uh poor expectations going in where a client feels like this is a no-brainer deal for you guys this should be easy to do and and I go ah I, I do agree with you let's go and having a shot down is always a drag yeah. Yeah. and it's Everybody we call, it's, you know, we're hoping that bank just did that to them and we can sure. pick them up. Because, yeah, that's true. You know, it's hard to move banking relationships. You guys don't. It want to is do hard. It. It's, it's yep. pulling weeds and getting all the roots. And um, it either has to be a really good opportunity that we're just so much better than somebody else, that somebody will move or their current bank has stubbed their toe and has created an opportunity. Um, Makes sense. But, you know, delivering bad news yep. is always the, the horror that makes story. sense. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's good. It, it, great stuff. I, I love the, you know, the, the whole message I think is that, that long-term relationship that, you know, get to somebody that, that in like my comment, you know, passes a beer test that you <laughs> really enjoy being around because if you don't enjoy interacting with them, I think you're far less likely to, uh, be motivated to build that longer term relationship with them to 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 want to check in with them and wanna, right. all that kind of stuff if you have some stuffy I don't want to use a cliche here but you know a stuffy banker guy that's your yeah. typical you know uh,
2: we make the rules you follow this kind of thing uh, well, and it th- goes back th- to again I think it's a good time to be a borrower there's plenty yeah. of bankers and and right. I think it's also important to you know meet my manager too yeah. because you know real life happens I get promoted I get an offer I move around but you want to have institutional knowledge in your business too. So if uh, Paul's not there, then somebody's stepping right in or the, my manager knows and values the relationship. So, Makes sense. Um, but ultimately I've found in most of my career, businesses are banking with me and I work at a bank. So yeah. it, it kind of, it goes together, but I also know that that's part of what I need to deliver is that team. Um, I like to describe it as a you know knowledge a mile wide and an inch deep in some Mm. cases where, Oh, you're doing a foreign exchange transaction or you have an opportunity abroad. I don't do that every day, but I know I have an FX department. That's good. Yeah. And I can bring in that resource, but you don't want to have to just dial the 800 number and try to hit the foreign exchange department and start that. So correct. That personal relationship is key, but then also being able to broaden it to, to the broader team at a bank. Um, And that that's, that's one great. of the keys to success, I yeah. think, and, and being able to grow the business. And another success story I know, Dave, you want another horror, but I do have <laughs> no, a no, no, client. No, it's all good. <laughs> I guess, sort of. Lots, yes. lots, <laughs> lots of banks, too, um, segment the market by size of the companies. And typically, it's measured by revenue. Right. So, um, our bank, for example, is $25 million and below is revenue is business banking and 25 above. I've had clients successfully transition into commercial banking, which is a good sign. That mm-hmm. means they were 10, now they're 30 million in revenue. Um, and it is a kind of a different set of products and services that that company from 25 to 200 million needs to access. And I don't purport to know, you know, have those resources. So it's, it's important. I think community banks are great. Yeah. Um, more so we see more global business among our smaller businesses. So having some foreign exchange and some... Um, import-export bank capabilities is is good. Um, But I think in general, it's still, it's the banker. Yeah, I agree. The banker's making the bank system work for you. Makes sense. Because my clients don't know half of the stuff I'm going through behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. When I go to them and say, here, I just need this thing signed. Yeah. We've all done battle to get it down right. to one documented. Yeah, that
1: makes sense. Well, that's great. Well, you know, we, we really appreciate you having her. I think it's a great perspective to, uh, you know, for our listeners to see, to hear about, um, you know, if you could give one piece of advice for, you know, a, a small business owner that's, you know, slogging through every day, dealing with the ups and downs, um, you know, from a, a banking perspective, what would you leave them with today, uh, that, that they would remember? Uh,
2: I'll try to make it one, but I'll, (laughs) but it it, it goes back to, you know, transparency and having that kind of transparent relationship with your banker. And, you know, you don't have to have go beers, but yeah, it's fun. Um, But being able to, you know, trust and have confidence in your banker that you can talk to them about all the challenges you're going through, you know, and then outside of banking though, too, we talked about is like, what's, what's the business's look and feel you know, and who, what's happening when somebody calls your business. Cause I've heard on your previous prog- podcast, you know, it's, we're all customer service businesses and right. Hey, um, somebody listens. Woo! I do. It's pretty good. That, yeah. I think that was episode 14. <laughs> I, uh, uh, yes. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> but it's, you know, just being aware when you're communicating and, and that's with your customers, with your banker. Um, and, and then finally, again, back to the bank is just, at least up here, you have a handle on your financials. Or if you don't, at least throw your hands up and say, "Here's what I got," and then let the banker offer some advice. You know, there's part-time CFOs who can come in and, and work with you for a little while and mm-hmm. get systems set up and leave. So you don't have to spend a hundred grand a year to have a CFO. You can spend thirty grand and have them get things set up, which will really come back to you in a good way as you uh, as you grow.
1: Makes sense. That's great. Well, it's all really good stuff. Uh, Paul, thanks for giving us your time today. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. And, and, uh, I hope everybody really enjoyed it. If you have any questions for Paul, um, Dave, we have a new email address, right? Feedback at business Co. That's those rules right off the tongue. Well, it That's totally great. does. I know. Yeah. I love it. And, uh, you know, we'll pass on any questions or comments that you might have and, um, Thanks for uh, hanging out. It's been very uh, enlightening.
2: Absolutely. I appreciate it very much. Thanks, Paul. Awesome.
0: Take it easy, folks. We will see you next week.
2: Take care, everyone.